I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Julia. Her father has Alzheimer's. Let's talk about it. Um, Well, you know what? This is really exciting, guys. You know what's really exciting? What? We are currently not home. We have started our our uh, 2018 court Q4 tour tour. Dude, we're in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the. We actually are in the middle of um, fucking nowhere. I have no no idea where we are. It's not that far away Brian, from anything. Brian literally drove us to uh, the boonies in Quebec. Uh, we're in, in where the, Qu- the boonies in Quebec. In Quebec. In Quebec. Is that no? It's, I don't know. You know what? I say Quebec. I say. Street, what? And yeah, I do. You say what? Street. That sounds fine. No, it's not. Street. No, it doesn't sound that fine. Street. Street. Yeah, you say street. I say street. Oh right. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, Julia, how do you say street? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you say that word? (laughs) It's Quebec, right? You don't say. You don't say Quebec. You don't pronounce the U. Say it again. I do say Quebec. Well, just don't anymore then. Quebec. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're in we're in Quebec, and uh, <laughs> oh god, it's like okay. a, it's like someone from Texas being like, they have they're in Quebec. Oh god. <laughs> okay, so we're here. We're here. We're we're not home. We're on our we're on our Q four tour tour. We just <laughs> coined it that, and uh, we're in Quebec right Quebec right now, and we are go. we're so we're here, but then we're going to Ottawa tomorrow. We're gonna do some Toronto shit, but we get to start it off here with Julia. In in someone's home, I don't know whose home we're in or how we even got in here. To be totally honest with you, okay, guys. So we're we're in uh, in Elizabeth's home, who is my girlfriend's sister's ho- house. Okay, yeah, and uh, and we're in Chelsea, Quebec, right now, in uh, one of the most beautiful places uh, in the entire country. That's we're uh, close lovely. to uh, Gatineau Park. We're close to Meech Lake. Uh, we're close to Wakefield, and uh, we're close to the the Nordic. Spa, Why don't you just actually. give them the the home so, address, uh, Brian? Uh, <laughs> so if you can triangulate triangulate our position, you can probably figure out exactly where we What's are. What's your right now. sin number? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's where we are right now, um, and and we're here to talk to Julia about uh, her experience in in dealing with her dad's um, Alzheimer's. Oh. Oh, you know what? Okay, so I've been waiting for one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about wanting to do an Alzheimer's episode um, for a while now. And it's one of those things where it's like it would be really hard to successfully pull that off with someone who's who's obviously like d- suffering from it yeah. and right. like and have ex- has experienced suffering from yeah. it, obviously, as you mm-hmm. will probably fill right. us in. Because we'll probably, yeah, we'll understand more about it, but I'm assuming that... If you can have a conversation about Alzheimer's disease with somebody that runs all the way through, then 
I'm not going to say that they haven't been affected by it, but not that, or that they haven't been drastically affected mm-hmm. by it yet. Whereas somebody who has seen a lot of, uh, seen like a, a really big turnaround from Alzheimer's disease wouldn't really be able to, mm-hmm. to, to have like a full length conversation. And I know that there's, I, I was just kind of about what I know about Alzheimer's disease is, has like really changed over the course of the last year or so doing this show and having conversations with people that, that work in, in, um, in care centers with, with people who, who, uh, who have Alzheimer's and the, the kind of spectrum that an Alzheimer's patient can be on, which seems like, like, like most things really vast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other very interesting thing about this conversation is that, uh, Julia's dad, uh, it has, um, uh, he's a, he's a psychologist mm-hmm. and sports a sports psychologist and quite a renowned sports psychologist. So, um, I think that the other, like we're, we're not here to talk necessarily about your dad, even though we are, we're, we're here to talk really about your experience mm-hmm. and the whole thing. But, um, I think that it's a really interesting element that, um, he's a person who uses, his brain in like in this really intellectual way. Mm-hmm. Unlike you. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike any yeah. of, of the three of us. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Julia, like why don't you take us kind of yeah. like to the start of like when you first started to mm-hmm. like realize that something was different. So just before I do that, it's interesting that you guys were just talking about that because on my way here, actually, I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if it would ever be possible to actually do a podcast episode with someone who actually has Alzheimer's disease and you know, I was thinking about it and I, at the end of the day, I think it would be so challenging because you're recording someone and they're just going to keep mm-hmm. repeating the same things over and over mm. and over again. Um, but I did have that thought on my way here. Like, how cool would that be? Um, anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I, I'm obviously like not a doctor. I'm not like officially a caregiver or anything. I can only speak from my experience as a daughter and as dealing with it in that sense too. And, um, Yeah, so it kind of started when I was, I want to say 16. I'm 20 now, so not too long ago, but I was 16 and my sister was 13, so three years younger than me, when we first started noticing (coughs) that uh, something was off. And um, it would happen in really, like, simple things, like just, you know, forgetting what day it was or... Um, what month we were in and and like logistical things like that not being able to remember um the name of let's say like what a pencil was like he would point to something and be like what's that you know like trying to that yeah and that's really interesting because like i i've heard people talk about like starting to realize signs of alzheimer's Mm -hmm. but i think it's it can be very easy to confuse signs of somebody living with Alzheimer's with like your own personal confirmation bias. Like if Mm -hmm. you're looking to find signs of forgetfulness, for example, it would be fairly easy to, to see that in somebody, even like myself, for example, like you just said that. And I was like, Oh God, do I have Alzheimer's? (laughs) Right. But like, but, but something I think, I think something like forgetting the name of a pencil, for example, is a little bit more, um, specific than mm-hmm. like forgetting the name of, of the street you grew up on, yeah. for example, or, or, or your friend grew up on yeah. or something like and that. And it's going to take, it's going to take, um, you know, the people closest to you are, are going to be the ones that notice it first because mm-hmm. they're the ones that spend the most time with you. I mean, I, um, we, at, at our teacher training last year, um, there was a, there was a, a woman who came on the training and she brought her husband, um, with her and, um, and he, he, you know, while we were doing the training at this like beautiful spot in Nicaragua, he, you know, just 
basically did three weeks of by the pool and, uh, and he has Alzheimer's <clears throat> and she, she, she brought him along because she didn't, she, she didn't want to leave him at, at, mm-hmm. at home for three weeks. Yeah. And he's kind of in like, er, like early ish stages of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And you would, if you sat down and had a conversation with this guy, you'd never know. Like mm-hmm. you would, you'd never know. I remember I was up on, I was up on, uh, the kind of the balcony of the, of this little bungalow that we're, that we're in. It's kind of like set into this hill and you kind of walk down this, like meander down this path to go down to the pool. And I was up there doing work, uh, one day that I didn't have very many lectures to give. And, and I saw him come up from the pool with like a towel in his hand. He went up and then he came and then he went back down. Just totally naked. No, no, no. <laughs> just like, just that coming back up. Though. It's funny because I was picturing guys. that. I was yeah. just, for some reason I was like, yeah. falls out for sure. <laughs> and then, and then, and I just continued to do work. And then I noticed after about 45 minutes that he had done that four or five times yeah. and he had walked by and I was like, and I, at first I just thought, oh, he forgot something. Or maybe I didn't even recognize. And then mm-hmm. the second time I went, oh, he must, be, must have forgotten something. And then it kind of dawned on me like, oh, he, this, is, this, is a, this is a symptom of his Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He, he's going back to his room and he's coming back down to the pool. Ooh. And he just did that over and over and over again. But if you sat down and had a conversation, he'd shoot the breeze for, for you know, 30 minutes and you'd, ne- and you'd, never, you'd never know. So it was like fascinating that, he had, yeah. that you, know, you could see in some ways, if you kind of observe from a distance that there's these things that he was doing. Um, what, so what was that, what, what was that first thing for you that you noticed? Yeah, he would start getting lost and lost in places that he's been multiple times before, like even in Chelsea and it's actually only 15 minutes away from Ottawa, so it's not totally in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I but, fell asleep in the car, so yeah. I, mean, I, I could have been, you know, we yeah. could have been driving for hours. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, so it would just be kind of, you know, not being able to remember the places in Chelsea that he's been going for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we were in Florida, too, and he was doing work with the national team over there, and he's a huge runner, like runs or used to run every single day for like at least an hour a day. So he's super like healthy, fit guy and always has been. That's been a huge part of his life. Um, But anyway, he went for a run and got lost. And for the whole, like he was gone for over 12 hours. No one knew where he was. Yeah. And I was down there training at the time. So it was like super scary for me because I didn't know what was going on and no one could find him. And so I kind of had to well, obviously, like I didn't go to my trainings that day and I was helping and, you know, there was like missing people reports that we had to do with the police. And whoa, whoa, yeah, so weird. like super intense and and. Okay, wait, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 <laughs> when, when you found him, yeah. what like what was that? What was, what was that whole state? process? Yeah, he he thought he had been gone maybe an hour or two. Like, oh, I couldn't I lost my way. I was trying to find water or I thought I knew the right turn. So he really, really played it down. How did you find him? Uh, he ended up circling. He was gone all day, but it was actually one of my friends who saw him walking on the fields, like at the pines. Um, and she was like, Terry, like, and, um, anyway, so he came, she called him over and, and she brought him back to our apartment. So that, so it was just like a fluke, you know, that. So this, was this one of like the first times where you started to realize that something was off? This was the, the, like the peak of it. Like, okay, I was going to say, like, that's a big one. This right. is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, before then, though, 
I, there was a lot of denial, I think, that was happening. Because I'm wondering, yeah, because I'm yeah. wondering if there's like a lot of like now in hindsight mm-hmm. that you know you're you're yeah. like, okay, now Something this makes sense. Off. Like yeah. I didn't really, so this would have been like the first moment when you actually started to realize that. Like something was something seriously was really wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Was this denial from coming from like you guys or Both. or or him as well? Him and right. and us too, like the whole family as well, but... And this is something that's super interesting, too, and I've done a bit of research into it. this. And people who are highly educated who have Alzheimer's disease or who eventually get it. Um, and when I say highly educated, I just mean like they've gone like traditional education. Mm-hmm, right. um, so they've gone to university and they have multiple degrees and they may have like a high up job or whatever it may be. So traditional education and these people who have... Um, they don't want to maybe admit to themselves that something's wrong or I don't know if it's ego or if it's just like intelligence. They think that they should, this shouldn't be happening yeah. to them because mm-hmm. they're intelligent well, human beings. They can it's overcome like, it. Or, I mean, yeah. think about it for yeah. a second. Like if you, you know, how many times do you have that moment where you're talking to someone and you're, you're, you go to say something specific and you can't find the word and you're like, how the, how the fuck can I not think of Yeah that word yeah. that I use all the time and then you, you, it comes to you or someone gives it to you and you go, oh, of course. And you have yeah. this moment of like, God, I'm so dumb. Like, how mm-hmm. did I fucking, yeah. how did I yeah. forget that for a minute? Like, to, mm-hmm. to look at a pencil and go, what is, yeah. oh my God. Because well, admitting, I, I know this. Admitting or being being honest with yourself about it is the beginning of, of, of letting go of everything that you, that you've, that you know, yeah. Yeah. that you've built. Yeah. You I shouldn't know. say anything you've got, but everything that you've built. Yeah, like your like your career and everything. Mm-hmm. My 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 grandmother's uh, my grandmother married a, a guy when I was ten years old. For the longest time, he was always just this really quiet guy. Sat in a chair, sat in a chair every time he came over for for, for uh, like a family dinner. He always like had his chair that he sat in. You chatted with him. He was kind of chatty, but like not not really. Like mm-hmm. kind of kept to himself, but would chat no problem. Was always like that. Never noticed anything on my part because he was always kind of like a keep to yourself kind of guy. Years and well, you know, fifteen years go by. He goes and go, drives. He drives into a into a um, a roundabout in Antigonish and gets smoked by a truck with my grandmother in the car. And he had had like he had been an Alzheimer's. He had been going down the road for he was deep. years. Yeah, he, he was, was deep, deep into in. Alzheimer's. Yeah. But he didn't, he, he never said a word about it. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother never said a word about it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, and nothing, nothing ever happened until they got in like a major car accident. My, they were air vac'd at that point, the hospital. It's, and yeah, like, it's too, way too and late. And you're like, holy shit. Like, because, mm. because he didn't want to give up. Yeah. He, he worked on a farm. He didn't want to give up working with his horses yeah. and like all this stuff. It's like, if you say that this is happening, then it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore. Well, you can't do this, you can't do that. But that's one of the things that I'm curious about, too, with, with your experience, Julia. Like, um, well, wait, would you, just one second. Hold on yeah, to that sure. because I, I don't want to get too far from this, mm-hmm. this your dad got lost mm-hmm. thing because yeah. um, I, I, I want to know, okay, so that happens and it's like, holy fuck, dad, you were gone for hours. Yeah. Now it's clear, like, okay, the den- we're over this denial, or at least you guys yeah. must be. Yeah. And... So what was that conversation like with him to, to basically, you know, how did you guys, how did you guys first have that conversation of saying something is clearly mm-hmm. wrong? What's the next step? Yeah. Um, so 
This is honestly a conversation that we're still having with him. And we oh, have wow. it. Yeah, we have it. He forgets. We have it again. He forgets. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So um, it'll just, and, and I even ask about it some, like, not every day, but some sometimes if it's just us two and we're in, a, he's in a really good mood, I'll be like, so, you know, like, do you notice that, like, how does your brain feel? Do you notice that you're kind of getting lost in your thoughts or um, are, are you having trouble forgetting things? Like, how does your memory feel? And he's like, oh, it's fine. I'm good. Yeah. You know, so like he really doesn't think there's a problem. And and that's what Alzheimer's is. Not for everyone, but right. from my experience. Like the nature of it is that you wouldn't be able to reflect accurately on yeah. it. That actually, yeah. that because this is where I was going to go with the, the, the question from that mm-hmm. from just before is, is that I was wondering like, like somebody who understands the brain as, as a psychologist, mm-hmm. like you would, you would start to think like, oh, he maybe he would recognize signs that I'm developing this this illness of mm-hmm. or this disease of Alzheimer's. But you can't then, do that when, when you but, forget. But, yeah. Yeah. Right, well, exactly. Forget, so, yeah, so it makes gone. sense that and and also like uh, I was also wondering the same thing that Jared just asked. Like like when you tell him like like does that have any impact on how he looks at the situation? But but if you I guess if he just keeps forgetting, keeps then forgetting yeah. What it's is the, a conversation? It's it's interesting because like we talk about on the podcast like. We're having all of these conversations with people, and and as we as we do that, we practice and and we kind of get better at um, um, noticing like different habits or how to have them in better ways. And like Taylor will oftentimes make the analogy of like strengthening that muscle of like being able to have these tougher conversations. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, I guess, like in repeatedly having the same conversation with your dad, do you find? it gets any easier for you or have you developed different like techniques for talking about it? It depends on the day. Like some days I'm just so frustrated by it. I am so fed up, angry, um, really, really not good with him. Mm. And then there are other days where I'm super compassionate and I'm able to have those conversations and take them a lot more lightly. Mm-hmm. But it really just depends on the day because, you know, it, it gets to you at the end of the day. There's You're being that he's repeating the same thing over and over and over again. You're receiving, you know, at least 120 call phone calls a day. So your phone is being like inundated. Oh wow. So it's like all the time, whether you're at home with him or you're not like it's, it's always kind of in the background. And I mean, everyone has their shit, right? Everyone has the stuff that's going on in their lives. Um, so it's not only with Alzheimer's. I mean, anyone I'm sure can relate to this too, but it's almost like you just have this weight that's on your shoulders and it's not going anywhere. It just stays there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Has it gotten to a place <laughs> where you have had the experience of of him not knowing who you are? Not yet. Um, and so Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. So right now, uh, we know that he has dementia, obviously for sure. Um, whether or not it's Alzheimer's, we're pretty sure, um, we're pretty sure it's that way because there's, uh, there's already been signs of him forgetting people. Mm -hmm. Um, but to say that it's that a hundred percent, we're not sure. But I mean, from living with him, we know, but Mm. he's never forgotten me. He's um, never forgotten my sister. Sometimes he struggles with names, though. Mm -hmm. Like he he'll be on the phone or or I'll even (coughs) be there at home with him and he won't be able to remember right away what our names are. are. It takes him a little second. Um, But it's at the point right now where even if he can't say my name right away, like I know that he knows who I am in his head. 
um, like in right. the background. But one day it may not be like that. Yeah. But right now I know that he knows mm. who I am. So this this was like six, four years ago when mm-hmm. things started to kind of look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Up to this point today, um, so my wife my wife was uh, earlier this year for for a number of months. She would every single day she would uh, go over to this uh, old woman's house, um, older woman, and uh, who was the the wife of someone that we taught at at the yoga studio, mm. and she, his wife was pretty deep into Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, and Bridie just took it on herself to like take care of this woman in the middle of the day when when her husband was like at work. Mm-hmm. And so she would always come home and then we would always talk about it. And, and it was, it was new for her. She had never actually like spent much time with anyone with Alzheimer's. She was learning a lot about it. And, uh, I just found it really fascinating, uh, to hear the stories that she would come home with. And one of the things that, that I, I, I noticed was pretty, um, consistent is that like, there's these, these within that state of dementia, there's these stories that, um, that aren't true that this woman would be making up whether it's about her family or about things that like are, are just like way out there, you know, like secret agents watching her or, or trying to call her or, but, but a big thing was like her, 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 um, her children were, were were scheming to steal from her. Mm. Like they were taking her water bottle and hiding it on her. And and so she was really angry at her, at her daughter. Like, like I know she took my bottle. She took. She put it somewhere. And Bridie's just like holding her bottle. I have your bottle here. Yeah. It's okay. I have your bottle here. Has that any of that stuff started to like pop up? Where it's like clearly the reality is just not there. Mm-hmm. So the stealing thing. Um, I again, when this was all happening, or it still is, but I would go online and do a lot of research, and that's like a tell sign. Oh really? Yeah. It's, stealing it's actually, specifically. Yeah, yeah, specifically stealing, and Whoa. like lots of people. Uh, with Alzheimer's get this and it's like this specific stage. Um, and, uh, so my dad had that for a little bit, but it was with money. He thought people was, were stealing his money, but it really didn't last long in his case. It was maybe like a few weeks. If that, Interesting. Um, yeah, so maybe someone was stealing his money and then they maybe. stopped because yeah, <laughs> they were be. like, fuck this guy's <laughs> catching on. Yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows. <laughs> I mean, I'm God, I want it. Like, I just want to know so badly what the, like I'm, I'm just so fascinated by like we create or we 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 spend our whole lives like trying to like build memories and like mm-hmm. filing things away and then to have this to have this thing that you know you know however many whatever the stat is on how many people get it yeah, that so many. that it's like you get this thing that just starts to unravel all of this all of this work and sometimes to the to the degree that you that you don't know you and you don't know the mm-hmm. people that you've you know your your family like it's a very it's a very heartbreaking it's the disease yeah. to me I it's mean, the it is the most heartbreaking thing that i can like think of yeah. there's two things that i i have just like had have had the hardest time emotionally um like managing or dealing with and it's it's Alzheimer's, and I don't. I don't even have to be connected to it. Just even, just yeah. like seeing, like I can't what, movies on Alzheimer's. Jesus Christ, oh, don't gosh. even get me started. I can't fucking do it. And <laughs> and pets, like like 
animals being like hurt. Like I thought I, you were gonna say pets with Alzheimer's. And pets I'm like, with, and can pets you really with tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like dogs getting hurt or something like Have that. You just seen the movie Hatchie before? I if it's a, if it's a dog oh. with Alzheimer's, I'm fucking yeah. out. There's no <laughs> way. Can't do, it. can't do it. But it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I hate dog movies. I just I find it. It just makes me. Yeah. Well, it, it it like it breaks my heart. Yeah. And it, it's rheumatoid arthritis. It's a dog with rheumatoid <laughs> arthritis. I find so so this this is actually something I, I'm kind of curious to know. Mm-hmm. Um, a little like a quick little story. Yeah. Um, so in that, the fact that I find it really hard and it makes me really sad. I we we had this like little family reunion kind of thing not too long ago. My grandmother and my grandfather. Um, so my dad's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They are both. <laughs> it's kind of this is kind of funny. They both live together, and they both are get, are are in Alzheimer's together right yeah. now. So it's kind of fun that they have each <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they're both just it. so kooky. <laughs> but but Nan Nan slipped first. She was yeah. the she was the one that f- f- we really were like oh oh like Nan's starting to lose a touch on reality. And I remember this one day we were this like reunion was happening. Everybody was in town, and. We all gathered at my my aunt's house for for dinner, and Nan hadn't showed up yet. And Nan's sister was there, and she hasn't seen her sister in like, well, I, I don't know. It's probably like five years mm-hmm. or six years. So they haven't seen each other in a while. But it's her it's her fucking sister, right? You you know your sister, yeah. like you know your brother. Yeah, he looks exactly like me. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. You know, Taylor, you know your sister. Like that's this is one of those things that you would never forget. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they were like, let's line everyone up. Let's get the whole family to line up. And we'll bring Nan in and we'll, we'll surprise her because she doesn't know that her sister's here. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get her to like say hi to everyone in this sort of like royal lineup, right? So they're like, Nan, here's, like, here's Cobb, here's you know, my dad. And, and dad's like, hey, Nan, or like, hi, mom, how's it going? And here's so-and-so, and here's Natasha. Like, and, and she's like, Natasha. So she's recognizing everyone as she's going down mm-hmm. this lineup. And then everyone's like, oh, here, here she goes. She's going to be so surprised when she gets to her sister. And she gets to her sister, and they're like, and? And she's looking at her sister and says, hello, and just puts her hand out, yeah. clearly doesn't recognize her. And then everyone's like, Everyone starts laughing and they're like, who is it? Who is Ethel? Who is it? Who is that to you? And she just can't wrap her head around. You can see her like the cogs moving. She's trying to figure it out. And everyone's, everyone's laughing. Like everyone's laughing in discomfort clearly, Mm -hmm. but but I'm just standing there like trying not to bawl (laughs) my fucking eyes out because it's like, what? Yeah. You you don't recognize your and then finally she got it and everyone's like yay and but I just couldn't shake it you know it was like a mm. but also well, it's like but, it's literally like like in that moment it's love lost like it's yeah you know and it's it's heart, it, that's heartbreaking to know it that is. there's such a connection that is not that that's not that it is know. but but all but then I, I took some time from it and I, and I had to step back and look at it and go. Well, you know what you know it's not like they were laughing at her they they were finding they were there was something kind of funny in the way, you know, like, the, yeah, sure. I can, I can see how there was like some form of laughter there to like ease that tension. And that's, you know, we do that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if like, if there's, if, if you guys have not, your family has naturally kind of fallen into that, like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, we're laughing at it because like dad forgot yeah, that. You have to, yeah. honestly, you have to, it's the only way you're going to make it through it is like adding humor and adding some light to it. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like specific instances. Like he'll call in and obviously just be saying the exact same thing that he said over and over again. And I mean, at one point you just, I try and tell myself like, okay, instead of being so angry at it and like so um, defensive, can you, can I just like soften and try and take what he says as like, it's the first time I'm hearing it. And, um, you know, laugh with him and cause he'll say stuff that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's like so far from reality. So you just have to like, are you ever like, Oh yeah. 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 Always. And he's like, why are you being so sarcastic? <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> you're like, yeah. this is the 80th time. Yeah. And out of the research you've done, do you, uh, cause I, I, Brady was also doing some research when she was working yeah. with this woman. And I, I feel like I remember her saying something to the, the degree of like, you, you're you're supposed to just kind of go along with mm-hmm. or like don't ever tell them no, no one's stealing from you like mm-hmm. it, that's not true you just kind of go oh okay okay you just like affirm yeah you just have to like be there to almost comfort them and then um, agree with them <clears throat> calm them down also um, if they're really getting worked up about something and some people get super angry when they have Alzheimer's like mm-hmm. that's a, mm-hmm. their personalities change. Luckily for my dad, it hasn't been like that. Like he will have times when he gets um, frustrated because he doesn't know what's going on. But for the most part, like he still has the exact same personality that he used Mm -hmm. to, which has always been, you know, super goofy and. Yeah, I, I know. I know that you uh, you said that you're not like specifically a caregiver, but like in in a in a way, you're basically providing the caregiver yeah. role in this situation, and and it and with it like going on for like the last four years, I I imagine that there's like a ton of 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 like preparatory stuff that you have to do yeah. in like in I well I guess in preparation for for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm guessing that, but I don't know exactly like what that entails. Like, what yeah. are some of the things that you'd have to do to like so to prepare much for it? So yeah. much stuff, and it takes so long. Like everything is such a long process too when you're dealing with um, things like that. So, I like we're figuring it out as we go. And my mom's really supportive. My parents aren't together, but my mom's been really supportive in it. And you know, I have my sister too, my uncle and my aunt. But um, so far, like. Well, first you have to get the will sorted out and everything. So he hadn't done that because this is super interesting too. He's got, like, he's always been like that. He doesn't want to talk about his age. He feels like he's a lot younger than he is. And he always had this fear around dying. And I don't think he would ever straight up say that to you. Um, But it's kind of in the background. He doesn't want to, like, when we were just trying to get, like, the will stuff out of it, out of him, like, he would not have any of it, like, wouldn't take it seriously and had like this aversion. Is that so, the word? Yeah. yeah. To, to fe- Just to kind of death. brushing it off as brushing in like, I don't yeah. need that right yeah. now. That kind of That's thing? not going to happen to me. Sure. I'm right. above it. I'm <laughs> above death. <laughs> you know? it, no one is. I'll yeah. be the one. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the exactly. one. Which, which is probably interesting because there's probably like one part of him being your dad and wanting to like protect you from the idea of like him not being around. Yeah. You know, like, like don't mm-hmm. worry. You don't have yeah. to worry about that. Like that's that not going to happen to me type yeah. of thing. But, but like at the same time, and and I the reason why I say that is because like I've kind of gone through, um, in a similar way the same thing with my mom. Mm-hmm. So like, um, she when she got cancer, she didn't want to talk about it a lot because she didn't want me to be um, confronted with the idea of her mm-hmm. not being around. Right. So like I understand how like he would do that in a way where he wants to protect you, yeah. but also like. I imagine it's hard to get somebody to do something when they don't understand that there's something 
that's going on to them yeah. as well. Like that they, they, you're telling him, oh, you have, you're like, like starting to exhibit these signs of dementia mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it would be really beneficial for you to do this. Yeah. But he doesn't understand doesn't that part of it, right? Yeah. So it took a while, but we eventually got it all sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good friend who's a lawyer, so she really helped in all that. Um, and uh, But apart from that, the biggest challenge has been with the healthcare system and just with being in the hospitals and, and getting stuff done. Um, we've been waiting for brain scans now for like six months. It's been so long. Um, so anything that has to do with brain scans and especially with Alzheimer's and dementia, and uh, you know, maybe there are really good programs out there. I haven't found one yet. Um, but again, I'm new into this, like relatively. So Maybe I will. But from what I've found right now, there hasn't been a lot of support out there. There's really no guidance. Like there's no step by step. This is what you do. These are the steps you need to take to make sure everything's okay and and for like caregiving and and their health and everything. So um, brain scans have been the thing that has been the most challenging just um, is it just because the like the the wait time the wait list yeah, is just huge? List. Also, it's really challenging with Alzheimer's too. Is that you um, are not allowed to force medical decisions on someone, right? So, yeah. like it's this process, and you kind of get stuck in this loop. So, um, I would call the um, the doctor or whatever to get him in to get brain scans. The I would set an appointment. They would call my dad, ask if he w- to confirm the appointment. He would say, "No, I don't need that." They cancel the appointment. Oh. And so you, you just oh God. loop and like it's just so – it takes so long. Does your, do you, do you, have you ever felt like your dad um, feels like – like Julia, like why are you fucking calling the hospital yeah. about this shit? Like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Like what are you trying to do to me? Yeah. Has he ever like said anything like that or does he just – is he just like so oblivious to the fact that anything is even going on that he doesn't bring it up? I tell him it's just a checkup because he's gotten really upset about the fact that, you know – I think your memory is going a little bit and it's good to get it checked out. So I just put it in very generic terms. Like, you know, we're just getting some brain scans done. Everyone does it just to make sure your brain is healthy and Mm. like that. Have you ever, have you ever been able to have or take advantage of, of a moment of clarity with him where, where, where he said, I, I understand a little bit of that. I have Alzheimer's and that this is happening. Like, has there ever been that mm-hmm. conversation where he's gone? He's gone. Like, I know something's happening. Yeah. Or is it always this sort of like I'm, I, I I'm fine. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I you know just a little forgetful. Mm-hmm. That sort. Is it always sort of this kind of brush off sort of scenario? Normally, it's it's just a brush off scenario. But you know, there have been moments of clarity where I feel like, oh, like my my dad's back, just in like conversations that we're having and. Um, he was always like such an amazing dad. Um, so like the kindest man you'll ever meet. So like never got angry with us, never like always let us was super supportive. Um, let us do whatever we want, like in a good way, you know, Mm. not like in a, Mm. I don't care what you do. Do coke in the kitchen. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. He's always been super chill in in the sense that like, you know, go after what you want. Cause he's a sports psychologist too. Right. It's Mm. like embedded in him. Um, well, coming back to that, the work too, like you said, the first like big moment where something was obviously wrong and like obvious to like a large group of people too. Like, mm-hmm. um, he was, he was down there in Florida working. Yeah. So he's working. then, then like what happens for your, your, your work, especially as somebody, again, like somebody who's using their, their brain. Yeah. Like, 
I think like pretty yeah, much everyone kind. uses their brain. Yeah, when they yeah, run. I, 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 I don't know how to. I know, but I don't know how to say it. Like, like I know you mean. They're, they're yeah. mind. They're, He's like, a psychologist. They're 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 mind analysts. Is, and yeah, right, exactly. exactly. And that's the that's like that's their the value of the the work that they do. And yeah. so, like, how did how did that affect or how his has work. it affected his work? Well, he had to retire. Um, he, you know, and with logistical things, you know, like missing meetings or not being able to keep track on, like he was a university professor. So not being able to keep track of like students he was doing theses with and things like that. So he had to retire and he probably got pretty interesting though. in his like last semesters of oh teaching my gosh, I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or really always, boring, like yeah. saying the same things all the time. He's <laughs> always been a super like kind of out there dude. So I would imagine it would have been interesting to hear, but, um, how did he retire though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did someone have to retire him? Yeah, we kind or, of had to retire him. And, was, and how did he react? Yeah. Like, yeah, what was that all about? So, um, well, I don't know. We just kind of said it was, it was like my schools, uncle. Yeah. Schools don't exist anymore, dad. Yeah. <laughs> no. They shut them all down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was my job. I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of a job. I'm out of, out of a job. job now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Definitely don't go to the, don't go there though. Cause it's dangerous. Now. I mean, yeah. this, like this can open up such a can of worms. Cause then I'm, cause then I go, but then, but then what was the process of him? Remembering, remembering that, that he's he got, retired, that he got yeah. retired. Yeah. I think what do you have to do? Like take away his car and be like, you can't yeah, drive anywhere. Well, my sister has his Holy car shit. now. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, because like even still, he's like, oh, I need to go to the university to sign papers. Dad, you don't need to go to un- the university. You've already signed all the papers. You know? But how do you You're get fine. him out of? How do you get him out of that? that- the, out of the routine. It took a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It took a while. He's a like, writer. Even in as that well. moment, how do you convince him when he says, I need to go? do papers how do you get to a place where it's finally accepted that he because he obviously he can't go because yeah. but, but, I, but dude he forgets that he has he, to go do he, papers too yeah. like right like so I, it's just you have to be very calm with him until he lets it go like gold yeah. it's just a goldfish i mean like, I, I try yeah. to like i try to i try to i try to like try to understand or put myself in those shoes and the only thing that i can get close enough in thinking that it's the closest i've probably ever felt to being for a split second in the mind of somebody who's at Alzheimer's is when you, if you've ever like been really drunk and then woken up and been like, what's going on? What the fuck is happening? (laughs) And then, and then, and then, but then gone, Oh, okay. (laughs) I now know what's happening. Just for that like split second where you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And going and just going, what? But, but, okay, but, but dude, but imagine this though. Imagine that you never came back to that clarity though, right? Yeah. So, right, yeah. so like you're, you black, you're black or drunk and you come back to almost, but you don't have like that rational mind enough to be like, Oh, yeah. I understand everything. And you That's come back really to moments analogy. of clarity. And, and the thing that going back when, to when I asked that question mm-hmm. about the moments of clarity, if you've ever had the conversation where, you know, you, you felt like he, he's had a, a, some degree of understanding of his situation mm-hmm. is that it's, it's such a shame that it seems to me that in those moments of clarity are really the only times where you'd have a like a clear opportunity. It's almost like you want to take advantage of that and have your dad again mm-hmm. and just have him be your dad, not yeah. have him be your dad that you have to talk to him about Alzheimer's, yeah. but to be your dad, to be the you yeah. know the guy that you grew up with and that loves you and you've had all these experiences with. Mm-hmm. But it also at the same time seems like the only time that there is to to try and have a rational conversation, conversation about what's going on. And yeah. It's like, fuck, do I really have to use this 
moment of 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 you being you to yeah. talk about this. Yeah, I don't know. It just fucking breaks me. And it, he's not there, also, you know. And it's so Ooh. challenging. Like, I mean, for any if if you're with someone and they're not actually there, that's frustrating enough in yeah. itself. But it's if it's because like they actually don't have the capacity capacity. Sorry, I don't know yeah. why I said it like that. <laughs> capacity to be it's there. Like you swallow. Yeah, I swallow. <laughs> like halfway time. through. The, yeah. You're like capa- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. All of a sudden, she's saying at Quebec, yeah. and she says <laughs> street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if they don't have the capacity to be there, then yeah, it makes it so. So uh, I do want to come back. So uh, how, how did you retire him? Was it just yeah. re- re- like <laughs> you really want to know? I really do. Like, was it just repetitive? Like, no, dad, yeah, it was no, repetitive. like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's over. Yep. Well, you probably Fuck. waited till the end of the semester, or like, yeah, we waited till the end of the semester. He had a really nice like going away party too, um, that they hosted for him and that we went to. So that was nice. All yeah. the students came and mm. yeah, it was nice. But, it, and we kind of just tried to shift his focus a little bit. So he's a writer. So, <laughs> or he was. And, and so what we kind of said was, okay, you're not at the university anymore, but you can focus on your writing. Right, right. It's, sorry, I was, I was pulling my sleeve up. It looked like I was yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like touch your face. It didn't look like you were reaching. Yeah, I, was like, I was just like, what are you doing, Jeremy? I was, people can't see this, but I was reaching my arm out to grab my sleeve with the hand that's holding the mic, yeah. and I literally just started reaching towards your face. God, I how fucking... You, yeah. Your face was literally... You reacted like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Okay, this is a total... This is a total... This is totally off track. But today... So today we were... Brian and I were <laughs> Brian and I I already told you this story Jared but we were we were we were walking in the Rideau Center today okay and uh, and we were walking we were Brian and I were looking for the bathroom and we were walking down the hall and we bumped into the, we were walking down the hall we were walking down the big fucking open space and we walked into this this girl she walked right up to us and okay. she goes hey are you guys are you guys from Sick Boy and we oh, were like cool. yeah she, and she was like oh sweet I'm coming to the show tomorrow night at Algonquin and um and we you know we we talked for a minute and exchanged pleasantries and whatnot and then and then. And, but we were like right outside, you know, you're going down the hallway and then you turn down another hallway to go to the bathroom. And so we were like, all right, sweet. We'll see you at the, at the show tomorrow night. And then we said goodbye and she turned to go to the bathroom, but we were also going to the bathroom. Oh no, and I then, hate that. And so, and so, then, and so, then, so then, so then I went, oh yeah, and we're following you to the bathroom. <laughs> and then when Brian, Brian and the bathroom, you got to go down this hallway and it splits one way oh, for the guys God. and one way to the girls. And Brian was like, all right, sweet. Have a good pee. And like, God. It, it was so ridiculous. I was just being polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't, really I, don't, I, don't even, yeah. I don't even know how I got there. So, anyway, I wasn't trying to grab your face. But <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I was holding the microphone wrong, and you were like trying to adjust me. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, how I, that's how I made that connection because I was like, oh, she thinks we're following her to the bathroom. I, I was, just like, I was, just like you, just like you thought that Jeremy was trying to grab your face <laughs> for a, for a split second. I was like, Jared, did you did, did you eat mushrooms before we started? <laughs> <laughs> like. All of a sudden, you start to touch you. This texture is like slow motion. Your face is morphing. Jesus. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Think of your favorite one hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, I'm interested because, uh, Julia, you're, you're uh, really into meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I know that you went away to do uh, a meditation training. Mm-hmm. How long were you away for? So I took my meditation teacher training. It was 200 hours. Um, it was a six week like teacher training. Yeah. But five of the weeks were online and we did like webinars and with the group and everything. And then I was one week in Santa Monica, California at Unplug Meditation. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And and like you were, was that the first time in a while that you'd been away oh. for like an extended period of time? Yeah, so that was, mm, I was gone in Europe last summer, um, but my sister was home with him. But yeah, I was gone for a week and yeah. Is there, and I guess my question is like, is like, do you find it difficult to be away? Like knowing that, because it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you can kind of leave your dad alone and he can kind of handle himself for, yeah. for, periods of time but yeah. like do, does it worry you when you leave him alone for too long yeah and it, it worries me not in the sense that like um he's gonna forget to turn the oven off or something because he he doesn't cook anyway so he's not gonna turn <laughs> the oven on um but it worries me in the sense that well I, I know that he's gonna be calling me non-stop like like I said it's very normal for me to receive 120 calls in a day. Has, has he called you since you've been here? Probably, my phone's on airplane mode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on because I knew that it would just keep buzzing. Right. Um, but... It kind of would have been great to have your phone just yeah. ringing the whole time. <laughs> here, yeah. You know this thing in the background where it's every time it happens, like, people are just like, oh, oh my... Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Oh my because God. it's like it's because it's like this. This is it. This is it. This, this is, is it. it. And yeah. imagine he called. Honestly, and if I knew that, question. if I knew that that was the case, I would before we recorded, I would have said, "Turn it. Just on. leave it. Yeah, leave okay. it on." Um, I honestly would have. Do you so and and this kind of leads more into like the the I guess the emotional side of like wondering like how this whole experience has been for you. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'll just like ask you that like like what to, I know that you're you're able to laugh about some of the things mm-hmm. you've talked about and. And you said that like humor is a way to like try to cope with Mm -hmm. this, but like, like how has it been over the last couple of years and does it get easier, harder? So the number one thing that I've struggled with is guilt. Like I feel guilty for leaving him alone. I feel guilty, you know, when I'm not there, I feel guilty when I'm out, things like that. Cause I think I should be with him all the time. Um, which I mean is just a sign that we need more help. But at the same time, like I'm 20 and I'm trying to live my life as best I can. But that's the main thing that I've been struggling with is just feeling guilt and um, just not wanting him to be scared. And because it must be so scary. Like when you wake up, another thing he does too is he'll wake up in the middle of the night, uh, normally around like 4 or 3 a.m. And he'll come into my room and be like, oh, like, is it morning or night? Like he literally has no idea what Ooh. time it is, even though it's pitch black outside. Like he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just things like that. Like I'm, I'm worried about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation has been like huge for me in trying to cope with it. Uh, and for me, like my intention behind why I do meditation, why I love it so much is I'm really just trying to like honor my brain as best as, as best I can while I still have functioning over it. And maybe I'll get Alzheimer's one day and maybe I won't, but for the time being, like, I just want to be able to take 
care of my mm. brain as best I can and really honor it and pay attention to it and just kind of create like an intimate space with it's, my brain. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting that you like that I mean like 16 to 20 years old is like a really pivotal yeah. part of your life and like and obviously like having um the burden and maybe burden isn't the right word, but like constantly having to worry about your dad and like, and be in this kind of co caretaker role with, mm-hmm. with um, your other family members. Like I imagine that it is probably pretty challenging, mm-hmm. but like at the same time you must have like your own set of um, goals and dreams that you're working towards. Yeah. Like how do you balance like what you're moving towards, but also making sure that your dad is still okay. I try and schedule things in as best I can, you know, like I'm a huge like fan of writing things down. So when it comes to my goals and things that I want to do, I always, always like write it down on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just kind of work around, okay, I know that I want to be with my dad at at night at this time. So how can I schedule in my other things and how can I take steps towards like accomplishing those goals outside of those timeframes where I want to be with him? Um, So that's one of the things I do. And the, in terms of like balancing out, it's actually happened quite naturally for me. Like um, I have a super sweet job and, and my hours are super, super flexible and I have a really supportive boss as well. So that's been really nice um, where when I'm at work, like I can be creative also with like my meditation and what I want to create for myself in like the meditation teaching world. Mm-hmm. Um I also like I I'm not really into going out like I I love partying every now and then but that I I just don't like the way it makes me feel and I like to be in bed early and stuff like that so I'm not one of those people who like needs to be. It's partying. probably because your dad was letting you do coke in the yeah, off the table. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's what I say. So that, get, get them into it young and then they get tired yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. That <coughs> is a theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You you come to that later anyway, so that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wish I came to it at twenty. <laughs> Something that I and I, I hope it's okay that I that I broach this subject. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I I just the, for the last like I don't know the last like couple of weeks I've been thinking a lot a lot more than I normally do about death. Yeah. I spoke at this conference yesterday called the International Death Symposium, mm-hmm. and so I spent a lot of time with a bunch of people who specialize in in that world, yeah. the death trade, mm-hmm. uh, palliative care uh, workers and and counselors and uh, physicians and 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 we're also about to speak to this woman who's signed up for MAID, the the medically assisted uh, death okay. program that Canada has. Um, and that'll be a really interesting conversation. It will be a very yeah. very interesting. Actually, so so we're record. What are, what is the date right now? We're recording this right now. This is the twenty third, September twenty third, and she's signed up to die on November first. Wow! So she has her date set. Okay. Um, and so okay, so. I think you see where I'm going with this. Um, Dying with Alzheimer's and dementia, from what I've gathered, is not a very pretty thing. It's it's pretty like intense. I yeah. I think I I don't know honestly. I I don't know because we're not there yet. But it's a really long process, from what I understand. That's what I understand as well. A, A long process that's like that. That unfortunately, because of the the laws surrounding like made right now, it's like that it kind of has. There's no other 
there's all, no other alternative. There's no other route. Like if that was something that him or your family wanted, mm-hmm. um, do you, have you guys had, have you or your family had much of a conversation around like, like what that will look like? And, or, I mean, I guess maybe not him himself talking about it since no. the denial thing, yeah. but like, have you guys talked about that at all? No, we haven't. I've never even thought of, I mean, like I've thought of it like way down the road like Mm -hmm. what state he'll be in when he does pass um but i i don't know that we would do that and maybe if his like situation really did deteriorate but he genuinely loves life Mm -hmm. like he's Mm -hmm. he's so out of it and living in his own little universe but like he loves life he's so connected to nature and he's always been like I can tell you, like, just this morning, before, or not this morning, before I came here, we went down to the lake, and he was going for a swim, and he was like, oh, you know, like, the water talks to me, the water talks to me, and today, it's telling me that it's really cold, so, like, he'll say things like that, and it's just, just, like, so, it sounds so silly, but, or he'll, like, when it's raining, he'll put, we'll go outside, he'll put his hands up, and he'll be like, have you ever felt anything like this, like, Mm. like the rain falling on your hands, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's, he's so fascinated by nature, even the trees, um, I have this, like a bunch of trees outside my room so you can see them through my window and he'll come in, he'll be like, oh, the trees are, the leaves are dancing for you, you know? So he, he loves life and like, especially nature. He's very connected to that, always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, like I, we've never thought of, I've, I've never thought about it. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah. Do, but, do you know anything about the statistics about like life expectancy with, with Alzheimer's? Is there? I don't know, but hmm. um. Like people can live a really long time with Alzheimer's. Right. Like I, I don't know that it uh, shortens your lifespan. Okay. I mean, maybe the quality of life and the quality of life for your family members around you, but um, I'm not sure. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it is. <clears throat> I think it is much more of a quality of of life. Yeah. Um, thing, but I, I, I'm. There are there are Alzheimer's related deaths, so I don't I mean yes. I don't know exactly how that I don't know what that looks like or and how that works. I mean I again like the, the the cases of Alzheimer's that I'm that I know of in my that I'm connected with are all like very old people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How old is your dad? He's seventy. Okay. Or in his seventies, early seventies. Again, like he doesn't talk about his age, so like I don't even know, you know. Yeah. But um, so he had me and my sister when he was older. Um, but for his health, man, that's like crazy. Stuff. That's like my dad having a kid right I know. now. Yeah, that's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> no, I mean not quite. But like my dad's fifty-four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if my right. dad had a kid right now, that He'd would be, be like, like yeah. And then you know, twenty years from now. Yeah, that's so wild to think. Yeah, that's a, that's but, an old man for see, every kid. Old, yeah, but if you see it's photos, like yeah, yeah, if you see right. photos, he looks so much younger <laughs> yeah, than his age, like right. when he had me. Um, and another thing too that's interesting is like what actually causes Alzheimer's, and it's something that people have been researching. We don't really know. Please don't um, tell me it's cereal. <laughs> but oh but they're was, they're calling it um, type three diabetes. I've heard oh, of this. Yeah. Oh, heard really? Of this. Yeah. 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 That's the first time I've that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. So so basically yeah. it is fucking yeah, it cereal. Is cereal. God damn yeah, it. Basically. Well, <laughs> the types of cereal that you eat. Yeah. Does your, does yeah, your yeah. dad uh, uh taking a lot of sugar or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so this is he like you look at him and you would think he's a super healthy guy and he is cuz he exercises, but diet is so important and he loves Coke. Like he'll have mm. like 
We talked about it earlier. He was letting you do yeah, oh, glasses of coke. Oh, oh, oh glasses of no. coke. <laughs> the drink, Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> He's not into drugs. It's like I you're <laughs> It's like you're saying the brand name, but no, the no. brand name is a drug. Yeah. <laughs> coke. He loves Pepsi. coke. Yes, he loves coke. Pepsi. How do you not get it? Pepsi. The drink. Um, well, there's a big difference between Pepsi and Coke, okay? <laughs> um, They've and done the blind chips. taste tests. <laughs> Uh, he'll eat a lot of chips, bread, you know, like he doesn't yeah. eat that healthy. He's, he's always ate like that. So then it's interesting, like how diet affects your brain and, and how nutrition affects your health. Um, I mean, there's, we're in such a, we're in such a crazy era of, of, of science in terms of, I don't know if you, uh, we've talked about it a few times on the show that the, um, the show explained on Netflix. Yeah. How the uh, earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's obviously flat. Um, <laughs> Dude, I would and, love if explained did an episode on conspiracy theories. Yeah, I thought you were going to say flat earth. I was like, well, there's no there's no content there no. to talk about. There's no. only just to say those people are fucked. <laughs> and then then the conversation's over. Um, so, uh, no offense if you believe in flat earth, no, Julia. No. Um, <clears throat> but like the, the the there's an episode on 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 the the DNA on on um on uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um uh-oh, Taylor's like, got Alzheimer's. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Chromosomes? Fuck. No, the like custom, like, custom oh, DNA. Uh, oh, uh, Designer uh, DNA. Uh, That's what it's called. Designer um, DNA. It's yeah, called but, um, CRISPR. CRISPR, yeah. CRISPR. And how like, you know, there might be a time, and I don't think we're anywhere near that now, but there might be a time where they can, they can, they can look into your DNA and see, okay, well, there's all the building blocks here for, uh, for Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And we'll just pluck those out and yeah. uh, and and mm-hmm. and replace them with with uh, little pieces of dna that that don't that don't result in that and that yeah. result in yeah. in 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 a an improved memory over time and for like, six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah right but then i mean like you think about like the technology like, you think about the technology and they, they kind of go over this in the episode a little bit that like you know a microwave the first microwave was a guy standing in front of some a, a thing emitting microwaves that was used to is in the know, war some massive fucking project that cost enormous sums of money and now a microwave is like a hundred dollar object that you can get out. Well, it was like during the war he was like communicating with communication waves or something that and started the popping like and uh, the chocolate, melted chocolate in his cho- pocket. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and, but now, but now after, after so long, that's come down. And I mean, like there, I, there will be a time I think where you, where we'll be able to, where we'll be able to see that stuff. And it, I feel like, I feel like it's tough now in this day and age where you can see the, the beginnings of something that will, that might save someone you love now, Mm -hmm. but it can't, you can't now, but you can kind of tell that at some point it could. Julia, like how do you, how do you. Feel it because isn't there links that Alzheimer's is uh, can be genetic as well? Yeah, yeah. There, I it it is a gene. I'm pretty sure. Like some people are more prone to it, and um, I don't know if there's a test you can get done. Maybe I'm just. I think there is. Yeah. No, no. I think there. I think um, uh, genetic testing like 23 23 and something like that. They like they. I'm pretty sure it can tell you you have the they would, if you're susceptible would, to it. Right. They would give yeah. you like a likelihood. They yeah, would say yeah. you are what I don't know how they how they yeah. word it, but they're like they don't say as, you you will I think or you won't. They're as accurate now as um the the Apple weather app. 
So well, like, it's going to rain 80%. Yeah. Like, right. Like, and it like, does that 20% of the and time. And you know, you know what? And it's interesting with these DNA tests. I mean, there's tons of DNA tests out there. It's a very competitive market now. And um, I was listening to Lance Armstrong's podcast um, on the one that he does where... The forward he, or no? Not the forward, but the other one that he does when he follows the races, um, when there's any big races on. The stage he, one. Uh, yeah. And he he has a sponsor called... It's not 23 and me. It's a DNA. Look, if, it's a DNA. if they're not paying, let's right. not say his podcast <laughs> or that sponsor. Well, anyway, it's a, it's a DNA company. I can't remember the name of it. get that fucking cheddar. And, um, and, and they have him in the read. When he reads the, the, the copy for the ad, he, they have him specifically say, like, don't be scared to take it because I think there's a developed fear in taking the DNA test yeah. because, of, because it can tell you shit that you don't want to hear don't want to hear mm-hmm. yeah and which is crazy i mean uh, that and that's such a uh, that's such an interesting like if you were more susceptible to it would you want to know mm, good question. i don't know um so he's the only person in my family who has alzheimer's like his parents didn't none of my aunts and uncles do um so i don't know like part of me really thinks that it's just be well a, a major part of it is his diet um but would I want to know? Maybe. I don't I know. Is that hard? That's such it's a so hard, it's hard. Yeah. But I feel like that's almost like like, uh, uh, like an appetizer for the question, like, do you want to know the day you're going to die? Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's like, would you? Like, I yeah. don't know. That's And, and everybody's answer yeah, would be man. different, right? Like, I'm all about it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Tell me. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, Sign I me up. I wouldn't want to know either. No. I don't know. I mean, you guys are fucking crazy. I can't you know why though? I, I have yeah, a very specific reason think that you're crazy for thinking the way you do. But, yeah. but specifically, I wouldn't want to know the day that I'm going to die because then I would start valuing my time in a different way rather than just living each day as if it is like, uh, like, like the, yeah. the way I always. Yeah, live, choose to be boring, Bri. Whatever. Yeah, but I don't think that you you think that living to a million, I would get bored eventually. But I feel like I identify with Julia's dad, where like I can walk outside and be like, "Holy fuck, the rain is so beautiful." Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to do that for a million years, I can guarantee you. I don't know. He's done it for 70. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's a long-ass fucking time. <laughs> he's an old man. He's getting up there. God yeah, damn. I don't know if I would want to know. That's a, such I a mean, tough question. I know that because of everything I've had to kind of sort out and like all the adult things I've had to like sort out at a young age, I know that I'm, I want to have like my shit sorted out for when I have kids and I, I want to have like things like my will and, and things like that. Like I hmm. want to have it sorted out so that they don't have to do Good it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, that is really important. Yeah, and it's, and I, it's I something that absolutely. people our age don't fucking consider. I mean, yeah. people your age yeah. definitely don't consider. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to say, Julia, like I am... I am rather shocked that you're 20. Uh, yeah. You are, you are so, you seem so, uh, so wise beyond, beyond those years. Like Thanks. it's, you, you're very well-spoken yeah. and you seem very, very like sure and very grounded. Well, is and, that, is that you inherently or, or has the experience of your dad and all <laughs> the shit that's gone along with that played into a lot into who you are now. A bit of both, but I've I've always been a pretty mature 
for my age, like I was talking about it with my sister last night, actually. Like, I feel like the age, you know, you feel like you're a certain age. Like, I feel like I'm 26. Mm. That's just, I that's think just that's the, my age. That's just the number <laughs> you know that speaks I mean? to that's you. That's the number that speaks to me, but I'm not. I'm 20. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm 11. Yeah. <laughs> but I. And you can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've. It's funny I've, because you, you seem 11 and you seem 26. Yeah. So. And when you acted that out, I thought you were six. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've always been pretty mature for my age. And I don't know, maybe that comes from sport too. Like I was competitive sport for a really long time. So that helps. Yeah. You have to be disciplined. Disciplined, Mm -hmm. Well, what, what would you say then? um, And maybe you've answered it within that, but what would you say that this entire experience of, of learning about and, and getting to know your dad's Alzheimer's, what would you say that this has given you the biggest thing it's given you? Hmm. I think that I've really, really had have I've had to learn what it means like to be what it means to be compassionate and to, mm. um, you know, feel empathy for people and try not to get frustrated with people because you really have no idea what someone's going through. Like, and this is for Alzheimer's. This is for anyone. You have no idea what someone's going through in their life. So, just trying to be the most compassionate human possible. That's that's what it's really taught me. And yeah. I feel um, patience. Oh. Patience is huge. I, I, I just, I like I, that point. I find is so um, poignant and powerful because it. I, I re, I'm constantly reminded of like when I think of perspective like that. I, I I'm constantly reminded. I was talking to Maddie about this the other day, but um, I'm reminded of when we were speaking to uh, Lindsay, who's our friend with. She's a uh, 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 quad. What what's the right word? Quad. She's quadriplegic. No, she didn't quad lose her. Quad, sorry, quad, born, sorry, quad amputee. She was born okay. with with um, four like s- smaller limbs or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and we kept saying to her like, like, how do you do things like rollerblading? And she's like, I just do it. And we're like, but how? And she's like, I just do it. And like, it's because we weren't looking at life from her perspective; we were looking at it from our perspective. And mm-hmm. when you're able to like, all of a sudden understand like, oh wait, it's different for them. And like, and even for your dad with Alzheimer's, like, like we kept saying at the start of this when Taylor's like, I just can't understand. Like, mm. I can't, I don't get it. And that's because we have, we have our, like our wherewithal. Yeah, we and have our, our frame our, of reference. Right. And, it's and, very tough. and so like, I think that that it's a really poignant and powerful point that you say, like, like you're learning to be more compassionate. It's like, no, the world isn't the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like we're all experiencing things that are oftentimes sometimes similar, but like it, it is different and unique man, for everybody. This should happen to me twice in the last two days where I was like, man, you just have to think of all the possibilities or all the reasons why somebody might be the way that they are, yeah. or be acting the way that they are or do the things that they do. The first one I was in Windsor, just played a golf game. Me and my dad were going to grab a bite on the other side of the street. We see a guy, two guys, one has a motorcycle. The other guy has like a th- one of those th- two wheels on the front wheel and the one wheel on the back motorcycles. And I a hate- grown up tricycle, yeah, yeah, right. And I hate those. And I said <laughs> to my dad when I saw it, I went, "God, how fucking stupid is that thing over there?" I said that to him, and 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 it's because I just, I just really don't like them. First and, question. And I'll let you finish. But first question. Yeah. Only one question. Have you ever driven one? No, I haven't. I'm okay. sure it's fun. Continue. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I've driven motorcycles. Anyway, so. 
so then, and then, and then we look over and my dad and my dad realizes, oh, it's one of his best friends. Well, two of his really good friends that he plays hockey with. So we go over and we, and we talk to them for, for a few minutes and, or, or, and we chat and I have a really great conversation with the guy that's riding this, 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 I, I'm just going to call it a trike. I don't know what they call it. Um, it's and, an adult and he's, and he's a huge fan of the show and he's probably, fuck, he's probably listening to this. And, and then I walked away and my dad was like, yeah, um, you should have him on your show. He was in a high-speed accident as a Mountie, got his back off. Something happened to his back or his side. I can't remember what huh. it was. Drags his leg. Like he can't, he has very little, he has very little mobility. So like he has all these issues. He can't drive a bike, can't drive a car, can only drive a trike. <laughs> well, you can drive a car, but he can't drive it. But the point is that he can't <laughs> right. drive a motorcycle. Yeah. And I looked over at that thing and went, What's that guy doing driving that fuck? Like you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah, like yeah. like right. like oh he like he can't drive a motorcycle. And it's like no yeah. he can't. You know what? And that, it's like I felt like such yeah. an idiot. You know what I was that, like I don't I just like didn't you know you don't yeah. put yourself in that. Yeah. But you know why that doesn't surprise me? Because I'm an they, asshole. They, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the last question that I wanted to ask, yeah. is, which is funny because I usually ask it the other way. I try to like let's start with the bummer and then we'll end it on a light note. But uh, eh, we're talking about Alzheimer's, so let's just yeah. bum everyone out yeah. uh, and leave them with that. Uh, what, what, what would you say is the biggest thing that this whole experience has taken away from you? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I like I I don't know that I'd go so far to say my freedom, but in a sense, yes. Mm. Like I I would want to go and travel and. Um, you know, move somewhere, get an apartment in a different city. And, and I feel that I can't because I don't want to leave him. So, um, a part of me feels that my freedom has been taken away just, but, but again, like not really, it's just because I have an issue with it. It's because I don't want to leave him. And, and it's, it's not that he's holding me back. It's I'm holding myself back. Right. But at least you know that, right? Like that's, I mean, that, to be able to say that and also say, but I know that that's only me. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Like it's because of the circumstance. Yes. But like at the end of the day, it's me deciding to yeah. do that. Yeah. It's that's not right. Him, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, <laughs> this was a lovely way to kick off our little, uh, uh, Q4 tour tour. I'm yeah. Excited. I'm so excited. About Absolutely. This, Dude. Quebec and has been just an first time in Quebec. Great. It yeah. seems very, um, well, I mean, I, I, we're, we, I just seem like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, but it's, it looks kind of nice from here. Are we in Montreal? <laughs> is this Montreal? <laughs> yeah, I didn't no, know but, Montreal, uh, so, uh, but people really uh, are honest to come to Montreal, you guys. They are. So, they are. I, I'm just saying I'm an advocate for going to Montreal, so you two are the problem. I say that should be our next, like, that should be our Q1 um, uh, tour of fun. Is go <laughs> Q1, to Montreal. Q1 tour of fun? Yeah. Yeah, we. One yeah. fun. May yeah, we. May a- we. We may. Yeah. Mm, do we that. may. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, Julia, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It was so fun meeting you. And, and thank your dad. I will. If you see him. I, I know yeah. he probably won't remember, but just, no, just thank, him, thank and, him and 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 he'll if, be so happy. Thank him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that would mean a lot. Yeah. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode, as always. But in the meantime, go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and hit that subscribe button, and then tell one hundred people in an email, just a just a blast email. Oh, right. And just it's like if you email. don't send this along, you're gonna get like seven years bad luck, that type of thing. That yeah. chain mail. Do that, and then yeah, if we actually if we can 
start a chainmail <laughs> email. What, if someone from like one of our listeners wants to start that, we should send one out actually, through our newsletter. Just CC us in info at sickboypodcast.com so we can see what you've done. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, what are you pointing at? Is there a fucking tornado There's out there? a spider dropping down like towards your knees right now. Oh, now he's climbing. He saw me pointing at him. Now he's leaving. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, leaving I see him. I see him. I see him. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, so do that for us. That'd be great. And if you want to support us, you can do that over at Patreon. <clears throat> Patreon.com slash sickboy. You can do that at Patreon.com slash sickboy. Support us. We are here because... We are here because of that. We're here because of that. And we're here because yeah. of you. So if you've supported us, we love you. If you don't, we hate you. And if you want us to love you, support us. And then you can fix that. And and I'm feeling pretty nostalgic about one of my favorite uh, shows of the 90s, Video and Arcade Top 10. So that's probably why it sounds like I'm in a video arcade right now playing some games. Wow. You can hear a lot of sweet uh, game machines going on in the background. Nope. I'm playing my old Sega Genesis right now, and that's all thanks to uh, Donovan, God. the Meerkat Morgan, for doing the amazing sound design on the show. Uh, big shout out to Take Part for the theme music. As always, take part in this.bandcamp.com if you want to hear more of their songs. Songs. But uh, other than that, that's all I got. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Julia. No, sir. I'm just oh. reaching out to your face. This is sick, boy. No, you did it right. <laughs>